Welcome to the Endpoints Podcast, presented by the ALS Therapy Development Institute. I'm Jonathan Gang. Project Relate is an app for Android phones that aims to use the power of voice recognition technology to help people with dysarthria, or difficulty speaking, in their day-to-day lives. The app is a product of Project Euphonia, a program founded by Google and Harvard researchers in collaboration with scientists from ALS TDI. Although it's since expanded to include other conditions that might affect someone's speech, the project was founded using data collected through ALS-TDI's Precision Medicine Program. Today, on Endpoints, we're joined by Pan Pan Jiang, a technical program manager for Project Relate, to tell us more about how the app works, how it can help people with ALS, and how ALS-TDI's PMP data was instrumental in its development. Cool. Well, yeah, first off, um, thanks for joining us on the Endpoints podcast. And uh, can you introduce yourself and your role at Google and Project Relate? Sure. Yes. Hi. I'm happy to be here. My name is Pan Pan Jang, and I'm a technical program manager on the Google Project Relate team. And um, Project Relate, as, uh, as you may or may not know, is an Android communication app that is in beta still, meaning we're still doing fine tuning of it and trying to improve it. Uh, But it's an app that's designed to kind of understand your voice the way it is. And um, it does that by using samples of your voice, examples that you give up to 500 phrases, sometimes a little bit more. and then learning from those examples to try to infer or guess what you're trying to say without having having ever heard those phrases before. So it'll do maybe what you would call closed captioning of your speech um, in real time. It could do a, a speech-to-speech conversion, meaning you say something, then it says something back in kind of a clear, synthesized, computerized voice. And then there's also the ability to invoke the assistant, which maybe some of you, your listeners have trouble doing because the assistant doesn't understand what they're saying. But with this app, you would be able to hopefully control your home and ask the assistant questions because um, the automatic speech recognition technology would understand your speech. Got it. And you address this a little bit already, but uh, can you say a little more about who the app is for? Yes, Uh, great question. The app is designed for anyone who has atypical speech or non-standard speech, um, whose speech is probably not understood well by technology, uh, mobile devices or smart devices, or people that they've just met who are not familiar with their type of speech. So, you know, for this particular audience, if your voice is undergoing changes, um, then uh, it's it's designed for people whose voices have changed and have um, changed from where it probably was at the beginning. But it's probably not designed for, as, as kind of a disclaimer, for someone whose voice is changing very rapidly in the moment. Because how the how the technology works is that you train the technology to understand you at a certain point. So let's say you are recording in January, and so you're training your voice is a certain way. You're training the 
the app to understand you. If your voice is rapidly changing and in February you sound very different, the app doesn't know that. It doesn't track you in real time. So it's going to have a hard time understanding your speech if you are changing that rapidly. If your voice is stable, you're at a point where your voice is stable, then it is a good app for you to use because from January to February, you might sound pretty much the same. And so uh, in that case, the app will still understand you in February, March, April, and beyond. So how did this app come to be? Um, you know, I know it came out of Project Euphonia, uh, which the ALS Therapy Development Institute has uh, had a role in. So can you just talk a little bit about sort of the development of this app? Yes, sure. So actually ALS TDI was like a critical part of our origin story. We started research in 2018 actually um, under a umbrella project called Project Euphonia. And at that point we were working with um, a Harvard mathematician named Michael Brenner. And we had just a few members of the early team um, working on it. And it was just an idea at that point. And um, Michael had connections with ALS TDI. And so did I, I think our director, Phil Nelson. And so they met with Fernando and the rest of the team there at ALS TDI. And thought that this would be a really interesting project. It actually started as a, as a way to think about, could we, it started as something completely different, as could we see if just from a voice, you could predict something like the FRS score of ALS as like a very early research project. Uh, but then we quickly realized, okay, rather than like diagnostic and research, like is there something we can actually do where we could help people right now with technology. It's not clinically driven. The, the app right now is not a clinical app or uh, a diagnostic app at all. It's just a communication aid. But like a lot of people need that um, while they're waiting for therapies. And um, we thought, okay, let's tackle and work on something where we could get, we could use what Google's really good at, which is machine learning, speech recognition, automatic speech recognition, speech to speech conversion use what we is in our wheelhouse and apply it to something that we haven't really done before, which is try to improve technology, the experience of using technology for people with impaired speech. And you know, you've already talked about how AI speech recognition works more generally, but can you say a little more about why it's more difficult for you know your average speech recognition app that we all have on our phones to work with someone with dysarthria or uh, other kinds of impacted speech and how you got around these issues sure yeah so um let's take the example of the google assistant uh the google assistant understands most people because it has um, seen a lot of examples, like millions of examples of speech that is what we call typical. So, um, so that when you get a Google Assistant, you can just use it out of the box because it has so many examples of people whose voices sound like yours, like not the timbre or the tone or, you know, all those things change from voice to voice. And of course, our voices are our identity, but they've seen enough of those examples where it's similar enough that's going to understand your voice. However, what it's not seen a lot of examples of, and we actually think it's seen maybe no examples of, 
are people whose voices are, are atypical, like somebody who has dysarthria. And so we thought and we hypothesized that the, the basis of what we do for standard of speech recognition, which is using a machine learning model to train on types of speech and then infer what they're saying, could be applied to something like dysarthric speech if it could see enough examples of that speech. So the issue wasn't really the machine learning part, it was really on the data side. So like it had just never seen that, that type of data. It's like asking someone to identify a particular species of bird and, and you've never seen that bird before, you wouldn't be able to do it. So, um, so that's why Project Euphonia started in 2018, which we were just trying to get the data to train the models and teach them really um, how to understand and interpret uh, atypical speech. So um, with that hypothesis, we started gathering the data and it, and it turned out luckily for us that we, the hypothesis was correct that given the right set of data and the right labels, so the labels in this case would be what was actually said. We have a ground truth kind of. Um, the way that our data collection worked was we asked people to read prompts. So the label was the prompt that was um, being read, something like, oh, I need an umbrella today because it's raining. So that's the prompt. And then the data is the audio recording. So we pair those two together and we have, you know, at this point we have over a million examples of these kinds of pairings, audio with label. And then we feed that all into uh, a model and then the model is able to understand that type of speech. So it turned out that that was correct. The hypothesis that we could teach a model to understand impaired speech was correct. And so then we shifted from the research phase, which was focusing on, you know, this question to a product development phase where we said, could we take these learnings and help anyone with atypical speech um, kind of get a speech recognition model that works for them? And that's how Project Relate, our app, was born. Mm -hmm. And um, is there anything more you can say? I know there were some people with ALS who were directly involved with the development of the app. Can you talk a little bit about um, sort of the role that they had? Yes, actually, the, I would say, you know, back in 2018, I would say they were very involved in the data collection phase of our, our research project when it was called Euphonia, um, because the first, I would say, maybe 150 to 100 participants we had were all ALS TDI participants. And they were all people that Fernando put us in touch with, Fernando and the team put us in touch with, um, who he knew might be interested in this research project and who were willing to um, contribute their voice to the data collection program that we were running. And uh, so that they, you know, ALS TDI, the community was so critical for us at the beginning of our research project. And then later on, when the app was launched in 2021, late 2021, so it's been just over a year that the app has been available, um, uh, we also sent the, the message to Fernando, like our app is now available. Anybody who was kind of involved in the research project or anybody new, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have been involved in the research project. You could now also use an app that could help you in your day to day. So we're not just asking um, 
for you to contribute your voice. We, we're also saying, okay, you could get something back that would be useful for you. And so Fernando did, you know, lots of like social media stuff and emails and news, newsletters. And we were, your the community was let, um, we let the community know that the, the app was available and there's no way for us to track if, you know, people signed up. But we think, we hope based on the, um, the, the kind of participation from this community in the past, we think that, yeah, there are definitely ALS TDI participants who are hopefully finding the app useful and using it. And when someone downloads Project Relate, you know, you said that you record uh, up to 500 phrases. Can you say a little bit more about what the process is like for uh, getting it to recognize their voice? Sure. So you download the app, which will will let you know the link at the end of this um, of this podcast. But you download the app, and the first thing you'll do is well, you go through an enrollment flow where you're kind of answering some questions, and then you will be asked to start recording prompts on cards. They'll show up as cards on the app. So the cards could say, like I mentioned earlier, I need an umbrella today, or uh, what time is it? Short pretty short to some, some of them are a little bit longer. Um, some of the phrases have more to do with like the assistant asking a question like, um, you know, when was Tom Cruise born? Uh, or it could be more conversational. Like I, I'm planning to go to the store today. And so each of those is a prompt and each of those is, is a card and each of those count towards the 500 number. So um, when you see it, you see the card come up, you read it. And the important thing here is to be in a place that is quiet, doesn't have a lot of background noise, um, you know, minimize environmental noise, and then uh, for you to read the prompt as accurately as possible. Um, and so once you record, you go to the next phrase and uh, you can record that phrase. So um, 500 is, it does sound like a lot, but you don't need to do it all at once. You can break it up in as many sessions as you, as you want. And the majority of our users are able to record all 500 phrases in just about two hours or less. So some users take much less time. Some users can take more, but you know, 75% of users are able to record in two hours or less total time, not not, you don't have to do it all at once. And then once you have recorded all those phrases, um, it takes about 24 hours for uh, that data to be used to create a personalized speech recognition model for you. And then once that model is available, that unlocks all the features of the app, like where you can ask it to do live transcriptions for, for you as you speak or you um, use the speech to speech conversion to have it say something out loud after you've said it or you use the assistant feature. So those are our three features and that's unlocked after you record the, the phrases. Mm -hmm. You uh, just got into some of the features. Can you say a little more about what people uh, can use the app for once they've gotten it to recognize their voice? Sure. Yeah. So I, I've mentioned the features by name and maybe I can just give some examples of how they are used. So the first feature is what we call listen. This is kind of the live transcription feature where um, you could use it, for example, some of our users are using it to live caption themselves on a video call. 
So you can share the screen of the app uh, in a video call and have it um, live transcribing you uh, while you're on a video call. And some people use it when they are um, uh, when they're just talking to someone face to face and they just hold it next to them, the app next to them, and it's doing kind of a live transcription. Um, a couple of our users are using it to dictate plays and novels that they're writing because they have limited mobility to type. So they're relying mostly on voice dictation for their um, for their novels and plays. So that's the first feature. That's the listen feature. It's, it's just transcribing. And then the repeat feature is our speech to speech conversion. And that is imagine I say something to the app, like I like to order a black coffee and then it repeats it in computerized voice. And so that feature is used more, we've seen it used in kind of transactional settings where you're ordering a coffee, for example, at a drive-through or you are a little bit farther from someone at a store and they can't quite see your screen, but you could just, they could just hear what the, the app is saying, uh, repeating after you. Um, and so that's our repeat feature. And then the assistant feature relies on uh, automatic speech recognition, kind of the same technology as the, as the listen feature where you say something and it's transcribing you, but this case is transcribing you into the assistant, uh, into the assistant so that the assistant can act on those. You know, um, if you say, what's the weather like today? The assistant will pull up the weather for today, just like you would normally, um, if you're familiar with uh, like Siri or assistant or, um, or Alexa, you know, it's just pulling up the information that you're asking. So it's more informational, that feature. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention about repeat, since I'm talking about home automation now a little bit, um, an assistant is that a lot of people use the assistant for home automation, but not everyone has a Google assistant. So the repeat feature has a function that allows you to append like a Siri or Alexa at the beginning of the, of the spoken sentence. So that even if you have, let's say, uh, all uh, Amazon Alexas in your home, you could activate those by appending that hot word at the beginning, and then the feature uh, will repeat what you want done. So it's it's a little it it's nice because it's a little bit agnostic to what platform you're using for home automation, and you can use it uh, across different platforms. And once again, I you 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 really addressed this at the beginning, but uh, for diseases like ALS that progress over time and where people's speech. Uh, can deteriorate, you know, is there any way to know how long the model or will work for them? And do sometimes people have to retrain their model as the disease progresses? Yeah, that's a really excellent question. So we are still right now working on that on the research side. So how do we, um, how do we kind of tackle this um, this issue of people's voices changing over time and then the model not working for them as well anymore. And then in our research, we found that there are a few things that we could do to, to improve the model performance. We could ask for new recordings and add those to the existing ones. We could just replace the old ones and just take completely new recordings. 
or maybe we could even use something that is like a standardized model that kind of works better um, out of the box for all these users, no matter how their voice progresses. And it's not going to be as good as the personalized model, but maybe it's better than the out of the box model you would get on your phone anyway. So right now we don't have a solution in our app. It's still in the, in the research phase. And so I would say it's not, I don't have an answer for someone who, who says how long will this work for me for, but I think that, um, we, I would say if your voice has changed significantly from the time that you recorded, it would stop, the app would stop being useful. So maybe um, for a lot of our users, uh, they're kind of finding the app useful at a time or a place where they have more kind of stable, uh, stable voice. We have a user whose voice has been, that we met through ALS TDI, whose voice has been stable for about 10 years. And I know that's rare, but um, that's kind of the, you know, for him, it'll be much more useful uh, for a longer period of time. Um, are there any other limitations on who can use Project Relate? Like, is it only for people who speak English? Does it have any issues with different kinds of access? And, you know, similar to the last question, are you working on ways to expand people who can use the app? There are some limitations. So right now the app is for adults, so 18 years and older. It's English only, and obviously it's an Android app, so you have to be able to interact with that Android app in some way, like via using it with your own hands or a switch system. Um, we are trying to make it uh, available to a more general audience in terms of age, but that is going to be it's going to take a little bit longer and uh, we don't have um, an answer as to when that will be available. For the languages limitation, we're actually starting the research in the Euphonia team back to the research project on, um, on how we could maybe make this work in a couple of more languages. So we started with four other languages, Hindi, Japanese, French, and Spanish. We still have to do kind of the legwork in those languages, just like we did with English, to figure out if um, personalization will work in those languages. But we have started that, and that data, that data collection, that research began in May of 2021, so it's been about nine months. Um, and then for, I think I may have mentioned this, but it's an Android app, so it's only available on Android. It's not available on iOS. And uh, we don't have any immediate plans. I don't, I, I don't have any timelines for when it could be available in iOS. So um, yeah, I mean, there are definitely limitations and I understand that that'll kind of limit our reach in terms of who could find it useful. But for some of them, we are trying to expand it um, a bit more, like the languages and mm -hmm. then the age. So uh, where can people learn more about Project Relate and uh, what's the best way for them to download the app and get started? Yes, so you can um, learn more about the app at our website, g.co slash Project Relate. Uh, and there, there will be a big button at the top that says download and you can download the, the app um, if you live in one of the following countries. So sorry, that's one of the other limitations because we're kind of rolling it out country by country. So those countries are US, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, UK, and uh, India, and Ghana. 
So those are the countries that we've launched in. And if you are in any of those countries, the download app, the download button on the website will work for you. Um, if not, just send an email to project-relate at google.com saying, oh, I live in this country. I would love to have the app. And we're tracking that kind of interest as well. Cool. Um, so that kind of brings us to the end of my questions. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, just to say that, um, you know, this community has been so, so crucial for us in building up our research and uh, research and development um, for the last four years. And we're so grateful to everyone who's participated in Project Euphonia and now testing uh, the Relay app for us and that we love working with you guys. And um, if you have any questions, just send them to, to our email project at relate at google.com and just say, you know, I heard your podcast. I heard Pan Pan talking on the podcast or um, any questions and we can respond directly to you. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Okay. Thanks so much, Jonathan. To learn more about Project Relate and download the app, you can visit sites.research.google/relate. There are currently no treatments to stop or reverse ALS, but the ALS Therapy Development Institute is working to change that. To learn more about ALS TDI and our research to end ALS, visit als.net. Thanks for listening.